Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining Be Free Ministries in live. As always, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to share the word of God with you, to come into your home, into your car, into your office, wherever you may be listening in. It is a pleasure for us to be with you on this evening, to share God's love with you, to teach the word of God. And so welcome to the show tonight. We're actually doing a part two On tonight, last week, I did not get finished with um, my Be Encouraged teaching, and so we're doing a part two tonight with that. Encouraged is such a long word, and then I got caught up in some of the other uh, words that we used for the acrostic encouraged, and so we're going to finish it tonight, and so I just bless the Lord for this day. I bless the Lord for who he is to us. I bless God for keeping us today. I bless God for seeing us through dangers, seen and unseen. I bless the Lord for being in our right mind and for activity of our limbs. And I thank him for being so good to us. I thank him for being a way maker for us, for opening doors for us, for closing some doors that we need him to close. God is such a wonderful God, and I I appreciate him so much. You know, I was I worked this summer. I'm an educator, and I did work this summer. So this was like my first week without having to work. Last week was my last week at work. And so being able just to sit around the house in some instances, I've gone out pretty much every day this week except for today was like my day that I shut myself in. And just having a moment just to – be with God and sit with him and love on him and allow him to love on me and just take some time out with him it was such a refreshing for me today. And so I'm just sitting in in reverence of who God is. I'm sitting here with a heart of gratefulness for God's goodness towards me and God's goodness towards my family. I sit in, in awe of his kindness, of his generosity, of his provision, of of his his just his goodness. God is just a really good God and I just bless him for being so good tonight. Amen. Amen. I could go on, but I'm gonna get into this teaching tonight. Again, we are in our B series. The Lord started us off um at the beginning of this month in our B series. We have taught on be free, be blessed, be bold. Actually, I think we started in July with this series. Yes, we did. We started in July with this this series. Be free, be blessed, be bold, be encouraged was last week, and we're going to get right back into that teaching on tonight. So God, I'm going to, well, well, God has given me um, a word for each letter of be encouraged. So we got to be bully free, E, excited, then for encouraged, E, exemplary, N, no nonsense, C, caring, O, outgoing, and U, unique. So I got caught up on talking about unique last week, and so we ran out of time. So we are going to jump right into R-A-G-E-D, okay? So for our R, the Lord gave me relatable, and I love that he gave me relatable, So you who are uh, weekly listeners, you know I love Dictionary.com. It's like my go-to for definitions. And so Dictionary.com 
defines relatable as significant association between things. So significant association between things. So we know if you are over 16, even if some children are over 5, 8, 10, 12, you have, we have been through some things in our lives, right? So for children, sometimes they grow up in a home that um, is marred by abuse. Um, sometimes they grow up in a home where a parent uh, may be on drugs or there may be an absent parent or a parent who is not working and then there's not enough food in the house. Um, and so we just in general all have a history. We all have a past. We all have some things that we have been through in our lives, whether it was when we were younger, whether it was teenage years, early 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, on up, we have some things that we've been through. We've had some situations that we have been involved in that were not favorable toward us, that had nothing to do with us. Like, just, you know, when we were younger, if it was an abusive situation, we had nothing to do with that because we were, we were children and the adults were the adults. We've had situations that we caused because of the choices that we made, so some situations were beyond our control, some were within our control, and so it caused us to <laughs> have to deal with some people or some issues that were not favorable towards us, right? And sometimes we as Christians, you know, we don't like to share what we've been through. We don't like to share the fact that we um, have had sex out of marriage, whether that resulted in a child or not. Sometimes we don't like to share that because we don't want to think about that's who we used to be. We don't want to share the fact that we used to, you know, sleep around with married men, be adultery. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about the fact that we used to be a drug addict. We, we, we don't want to, we used to be an alcoholic. We used to be a liar or a thief. A lot of times people who are Christians don't like to talk about the past, but how will the sinner relate to us if we don't talk about our past, if we don't talk about what God has delivered us from? So we need to be relatable. We let need to let people know that, yes, I used to be, <laughs> whatever that is, yes, I used to be this, but God has delivered, but God has set me free, but God has made me a new creature in him. So we need to be relatable with the things that we have endured in our past. Significant association between things. There are single parents out there that need to hear our testimony of overcoming. There are drug addicts out there that need to hear our testimony of overcoming. There are people out there who have, who have experienced abuse that need to hear our testimony of overcoming. Amen? Amen. So we need to be open. And that openness is vulnerable. It leaves us very vulnerable, sharing our heart, sharing our past, sharing who we used to be, what we used to do. It leaves us open and vulnerable. But for people to know the saving power of Jesus Christ, we need to allow ourselves to be vulnerable so that people will know that God truly does save, <laughs> that God can clean us up, that God can take us from the moat and the mire 
and make us brand new. Amen. So we need to be relatable. And then if we look at it on a different on the on the opposite side of the spectrum, there are some when God does save them and delivers them and cleans them up and gets rid of all the junk and the the bad habits and the nasty personality, they get so high and mighty that they don't want to say, you know, this is who I used to be, right? And so we need to make sure that we don't get so high and mighty in our deliverance, that we don't get so high and mighty in our salvation that we can't share what God has done for us. So we need to be relatable. We need to let people know we didn't just jump off the salvation bandwagon and everything was perfect and good. No, we have a story. We have a testimony. We've been through some things. We've been through some issues, some storms in life, but God delivered, but God set free, but God cleaned me up and made me new. So we need to make sure that as we are the encourager to other people, as we encourage other people, we need to let them know God can God can save you. He can heal you. He can deliver you. Regardless of how deep your sin is, regardless of how uh, nasty your stain is, God is a saving God in every area of our lives. So we need to be relatable. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, I love this scripture. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It is the blood of Jesus that saves. It is the blood of Jesus that heals. It is the blood of Jesus that delivers. It is the blood of Jesus that sets free. That's what cleanses us and makes us whole in Christ Jesus. And then we continue to walk out our victory when we share our testimony with other people. Every time we share our testimony, we're letting the devil know you are defeated. You try to keep me in bondage. You try to keep me entrained. You try chains. You try to keep me drowning in my own blood, but God delivered me despite you trying to kill me. We need to let people know that God delivers and saves. And again, it lets the devil know you didn't win, that I am triumphant, that I am victorious, regardless of what you try to do to me. I am an overcomer. So we need to be relatable. Amen. Amen. So E, encouraging. You know, encourage, you know, e, y'all know I'm running, I'm kind of running out of E words because be free, be blessed, be encouraged has E's in it, right? So E is encouraging. To encourage means to inspire with a courageous spirit, to inspire others, to admonish others, to build others up, to build their confidence. Amen. Amen. And so 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9 through 11, it reads, for God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage others and build each other up just as you are already doing. It is our duty, our honor, our privilege as Christians to encourage other people, to inspire other people, to build confidence in other people. When we see young, we as women, seasoned women in the Lord, when we see a younger woman, a new babe in Christ struggling 
in whatever area. Maybe she's struggling with her sexuality. Maybe she's struggling uh, uh, not fornicating. Maybe she's struggling not to do drugs again. Maybe she's struggling as a single parent. Whatever the situation is, we as seasoned women need to reach out to her, love on her, bless her, encourage her, help her, speak words of kindness towards her. Amen. We need to encourage her. We, you know, seasoned men in the Lord, when, when, we, when you see a, a brother that's struggling, it could be a single father. It could be a young man who has a family, but maybe his family is struggling financially. We see a man who's uh, struggling with his sexuality, struggling with fornicating, you know, struggling. We, or men, seasoned men need to reach out to him. Let him know that God has his back. Let him know that God loves him. Encourage him. Build him up. Let him know that he can make it. Let him know that if you put your trust in God, God will work it out in your favor. We as men and women seasoned in the Lord need to encourage other people. Even if it's somebody who's not saved, we need to encourage them. Our coworkers, we need to encourage them, our supervisors, we need to encourage them. Those who we are leading, we need to encourage them. Our sisters and brothers in the Lord, our family members, our friends, we need to be that voice of positivity, that voice of encouragement so that they know that they can make it, so that they know that they it, it will be all right, that you, God will see you through. We need to be that encourager because let me tell you something, nobody on the face of the earth can be worse critic than that individual person. Like nobody can criticize me worse than I criticize myself. Nobody can criticize you worse than you criticize yourself. Because oftentimes we beat, when we make mistakes, we beat ourselves up. When we sin or done something wrong, we have that tendency just to beat ourselves up, to rehash that sin or to rehash that wrongdoing. Even though God has already forgiven us, we rehash it in our mind, we punish ourselves, so nobody can be our worst critic but us. So that young lady, that young man, they're already beating themselves up. We don't need to add to it. We don't need to add to the negativity that they're already placing on themselves. We don't need to add to the beatdown that the devil is already getting them. No, to be that voice that rises up in the midst of that negativity, in the midst of that depression, in the midst of them going through, be that voice of positivity, be that voice of encouragement, be that voice of admonishment, be that voice of building them up, strengthening them in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we need to be the encourager. All right. So D. Oh, you know what? I got off on my, okay. So I got off in my notes. I'm sorry, y'all. I was supposed to go to AG and then come back to ED. I got off in my notes, but it's okay. So I'm, I'm misspelling encouraged, but y'all work with me on this, okay? So let me go to A and G, and then I'll come back to D. So A, y'all were probably thinking like, Lord, is she spelling it right? It's, it's okay. So A is agile. So agile, according to dictionary.com, is to be active, lively, to think quickly, to be mentally or acute or aware. So to act to for it means active lively, to think quickly and to be mentally acute and aware. I did not get a scripture for this particular word, but that which is I hadn't planned to. 
So I'm just going to talk a little bit about it. So how do we become mentally acute or aware? Number one, study in the word of God. We can always go to 2 Timothy 2 and 15, study to show that self-approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When we talk about the word, that's a great go-to scripture. We need to know the word of God so that we can be mentally, spiritually, um, mentally and spiritually acute and aware of what's going on in our lives. Everything that we're going to deal with in our lives is outlined in the Word of God, whether it's directly or indirectly, it's outlined in the Word of God. So if you want to know what's going on in your life, if you want to know what's going on in the world at this time, because we're living in the end times, get into the Word of God. That will help spiritually and mentally acute and aware of what's going on in the spirit realm during this time in our individual lives as well as the lives of, of others and in this world. We need to be able to think quickly. Again, knowing the Word of God. When we go through storms and situations and issues in our life, a scripture, we should be so immersed in the Word of God that a scripture pops up immediately in our heart so that we can speak that scripture to overcome that issue or that situation. Sometimes it may not even be a scripture. Sometimes it's a song. Sometimes a scripture may not pop up, but a song will pop up just as quickly as a scripture, and it will help me to stay calm. It will help me to be level-headed and respond to that situation and not react because when we react, it's usually out of our emotions. But when, when, but when we respond, it is according to the word of God. We're level-headed. <laughs> We're mentally aware of what's going on, not emotionally aware, but mentally aware of what's going on, and we can think quickly and give a righteous answer or a righteous word to that situation or to that issue. So we need to be agile, agile in our thinking, agile in our walk. And it's okay to be active and lively (laughs) in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Because we talked about already having a pleasant disposition having a smile on our face even though we're going through some things in our lives because we know that God has our back. We know that all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord. So it's okay to have some active liveliness as we are walking out this walk called faith. Amen. Faith in Jesus Christ. So be mentally aware and acute, spiritually aware and acute, and thinking quickly we do that according to the word of God. Amen. And we can also take um, some wisdom and insight when we spend time with God. God is a talking God. Like God is talking to us all the time. It's just a matter if we are listening to God as he's speaking to us. So he's a talking God. And God will lead us into all truth. God has set the path for us already. All we have to do is follow it. We follow it by listening to his word, studying his word, but listening to his spoken word as he talks to us in our prayer time, as he talks to us when we spend time with him. God gives us direction every day, all day. God is speaking, guiding us, giving us direction, letting us know to go the right way, letting us know, you know, how to go, where to go to keep us out of trouble, right, to keep us out of God is a talking God, you know, and so we can be um, 
mentally and spiritually aware and acute and think quickly based on our relationship with God and how much we spend time with him and how much we know his voice and hear his voice so we can act on what he's speaking to us. Amen. Amen. So we need to be agile. All right. Gee, we need to be a giver. Okay. So look, I love paying my tithe and offer. Like I cannot wait to get to church on Sunday mornings when I've just gotten paid because I love paying my tithes and offer. Like I love giving to the house of the Lord because I don't I don't give to the pastors or to the church per se. I'm giving them to the Lord. And so I love to run down the aisle. I don't really run, but I will dance to the music down the aisle to put my tithes and offer in. But I love to do it like I love being a giver. And so to give means to bestow present voluntarily and without expecting compensation. This can be your time. This can be your effort. This can be your money. So money, I'm going to talk about first. We know Malachi tells us bring bring the tithes and offering to God's storehouse so they may be meat in my house and prove me with those that I will open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that you have room enough, that you don't have room enough to receive, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. That is our promise. That is our benefit of being a tither, of being an offering giver. Amen. And I love that benefit. Tithing is 10% of our increase. Offering is what we give above and beyond our tithes. And that's just according to how God is leading you, you know. I usually listen to the Lord to see what offering I'm supposed to give him for that particular Sunday. Um, So that's up to you, but it's above and beyond your tithe, right? Amen. So I love giving. And, and also some for some of us, you know, because God blesses us to be a blessing. So for some of us, God sets us up in a position to be able to give financially to others. Now, that could look like you giving to individuals, you giving to your sisters and brothers in the Lord, like if they're in need. Um, it could look like you buying a meal for a family who you know may not have enough money for food for dinner, you know. It could be you giving um uh, during church, like if they're having an offering, like for a college student who's going off to college, or for one of the elders, uh, elders in the church, meaning like one of the elderly mothers or one of the elderly deacons, um, giving to them, maybe their hospital bills have gotten, you know, beyond what their family can pay, and giving to support them. So it could look like that. Your giving could also look like giving to an organization. I know people who donate to St. Jude Children's Hospital. I know other people who give to other, you know, nonprofit organizations. So your giving could look like that as well, just whatever, you know, um, or however the Lord is leading you, be a giver, be a giver, be a giver. Now, that doesn't mean you're taking advantage of, that does not mean you have to give every time somebody asks you to give, be led of the Lord. Amen, amen. So God is also calling us to give of our time, to give of our effort, give our time. Like, so I give my time to my church by serving in children's church. So I teach on second Sundays, and I love children's church. Like, I love teaching the kids. It's such a joy to me, and I have so much fun doing it. And so that's one way that I give my time to um, the ministry that I'm a part of. So that can look different to you. It could be serving at Sunday school serving children's ministry. It could be serving at Bible study. It could be during vacation Bible school. It could be um, if you're 
if your church or your ministry has an outreach program where maybe they're connected to Meals on Wheels and they take meals around to the community, giving of your time could be helping with that particular ministry. It could be a missions ministry where you go out into the community sharing the love of, of the Lord or, or taking clothes or groceries to those in the community who are in need. It could look like that. So just whatever, whatever area God is leading you to give of your time, go forth in it. It may not even be uh, or may not even have anything to do with your church. It could be you giving to one of your neighbors, you know, who you know is struggling. Like I remember one time, um, it's been some years ago now, I lost my job. And I had some neighbors that we went to church together, but they knew I was without a job for a little while. We stayed right in the same um, apartment complex. They came over. And they got me, and they said, you know, we don't, you know, have any money to give you, but we have a, a refrigerator full of food and a freezer full of food. You shop and get whatever you want. So I was able to get groceries from them, you know, and so to me that was their time as well as their resources, right? And so um, even cleaning the church, you know, helping out a, a, another organization in the community or a nonprofit, just giving of yourself to others, that is commission us to be givers. And you have to pray to the Lord and ask him specifically how he wants you to give, because your giving may not look like my giving. My, my giving may not look like yours. So just be led of the Lord. And don't let anybody pressure you into giving your time. Because that may, you know, they may want you to serve in children's ministry. That may not be what God is calling you to. They may want you to clean the church. Maybe that's not what God is calling you to do. So make sure when you give of your time, you're giving of your effort, your resources, your money, that you're being led of the Lord and not to please people. Amen. Amen. So the last that we're going to get to is D. D, God gave me, is delicate. I was like, delicate, God? I was like, okay, I can get with this. So dictionary.com defines delicate as requiring great care, caution, and tact. Requiring great care, caution, and tact. And I do have a scripture for this. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 15, verses 1, 2, and 4. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge all right, but the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. What is this talking about, our tongue? Sometimes we, and I've been told I do this too, have harsh words or a harsh tone. We don't know how to talk to people. We don't know how to address people. We don't know how to deal with people. We loud, we rowdy, we harsh and mean with our words. But God is calling for us to be delicate with this tongue in our mouth, to be delicate with our words, to be delicate with our dealings with people, to be um, um, uh, requiring great care, caution, and tact. And, you know, I think it's in Hebrews, I think it's in Hebrews, where um, I don't know the scripture or the verse right now, but it says, be slow to speak, 
slow to anger and quick to hear. So slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to hear. Delicate. When we're dealing with some people, some pe- some of the people that um, God may send us to um, to encourage them, to build them up, their heart may be very delicate. Their situation that they're dealing with may be very fragile or has or that situation has left them fragile. Emotionally, it's left them fragile mentally. And so a soft answer turns away wrath. Going to them in kindness, sometimes it may have to go to them in whisper because they've been yelled at all of their lives. They've been verbally abused, and yelling is all they know. So having that soft tone, that soft answer, those soft words will turn away the wrath and help, you know, help us build a relationship with them, help them to trust us so that we can pour Jesus into them, right? And so we need to have some tact when we are working with people, we need to be cautious and careful about how we work with people because not not everybody has a tough skin. You know, some people really are delicate based on their life experiences, and we need to be mindful of that, and we need to be discerning of that and, um, and, and work with them or talk with them or interact with them accordingly. Amen? Amen. And so, yeah, yeah, we need to be delicate in our words and we need to be delicate when we're dealing with other people. Have some tact. Be careful and cautious. Amen. Amen. And so that is the teaching that I have tonight. Be encouraged. And I pray that the Lord has encouraged you in this teaching. He has me. I'm telling you, this be be series that the Lord has had us in has really blessed me and it's really caused me to take an introspective look at my heart and my life and um just be prayerful for myself about some things that I know I need to, you know, yet be delivered from and yet need to be set free from. And so I thank God for, for, for being, uh, for being honest with myself and for surrendering to him so that he can do the work in me that he needs to do. You know, I <laughs> please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. And so I pray that you have been encouraged in this series. I have no idea what we're going what B we're going to talk about next week, but I feel like there's at least one or two more in this B series that we're going to teach on before this month ends. I think I'm going to finish B in this month and we'll see what the Lord has for us in October. Amen. Amen. So I want to tell you something. Something is going to be changing starting this month. August 20, starting August 24th, it is the fourth Thursday in this month. I will have the show at 5 o'clock. So let me tell, I'm going to tell you why. Every fourth Thursday, I'm going to move the show up an hour because I'll be back in school and I really need to go to the school board meetings. We have our school board meetings every fourth Thursday at 6.30 p.m., and I like to know what's going on. I like to be informed. I don't like to receive information secondhand, so I really feel a leading from the Lord for me to be present at those school board meetings. Before I left DPS, I went to every, you know, almost every Thursday school board meeting. I want to get back into that. I really feel a push from the Lord to do that, so I need to be obedient. So every fourth Thursday, we will have the show at 5 o'clock p.m. I thought about going to Tuesdays, but I did not want to lose my Thursdays because this is my night. And so every fourth Thursday, 5 o'clock, the other Thursdays will be promptly at 6 o'clock. I will try my very best every 
third Thursday to remind you for the fourth Thursday. Amen. And I also put it on our website. Also, we have the Pocketbook Exchange coming up on Saturday, October 7th. So we're doing something a little differently this year. We're actually going on an outing for this pocketbook exchange. I I tried to secure a building, and I couldn't get one. And I was wondering, like, God, what is going on? Because we're going on an outing. And so I'm going to put some more information on the website so that you can tune in there and read exactly what we're going to be doing for October 7th. We're still going to exchange pocketbooks, but we have an outing at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences. Then we're going out to eat, and we're going to exchange our pocketbooks there, okay? So tune in to BeFreeMinistriesNC.Weebly.com, and I'll have more information on the website. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us. I will talk to you again next Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. so that we can finish on our B-series. Amen. Amen. So look, if nobody has told you that they love you, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.